If I tell you to fix your posture, what do you do? Do you just sit up straight and squeeze your shoulders back? Well, if that's it, then you're probably not getting the full picture of what good posture looks like. Today, I'm going to be breaking it down for you, and we're going to discuss what you actually should be doing for true good posture and what not to do. It's probably not what you think. Here we go. Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast. I'm back with my co-host and husband extraordinaire, Scott. Hey everybody. And Scott, I don't know if you noticed it, but this is episode number 90. We've done 90 of these? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you haven't. Well, you've done 90. I've done 90. You've been on probably half of them. Yeah. All the good ones. Uh, mm-hmm. All the ones worth listening to. Yeah, those, those the, ones. Those ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then just a couple weeks ago, we hit seventy-five thousand downloads. That's mind blowing. That blo- that boggles my mind. It's really pretty crazy. I mean, it just—it's crazy to think that this show has been listened to over seventy-five thousand times. So. For you, the listener, both of us just want to really say thank you to you and thank you for the encouragement, just all your feedback all along and all the ways that you interact with me on Instagram and on Facebook and in the Strong Mama Squad group. It's just been fun, so much fun to get to know you through this podcast. And once again, thank you also to everyone that has left a rating and a review of the show. Definitely, that's that's a big reason why this show has grown and has had the ability to impact so many moms. So that is awesome. Doing a little happy dance around here. <laughs> so for the next few episodes, I really want to help you fix and even correct various aspects of your fitness, just the way your body moves and works. And Scott, I know you're totally not interested in this because your body moves and works perfectly. Perfectly. You never have any issues. Or... No aches, no pains, no groaning when I stand up or sit down at all. No, never. I'm not approaching 40 at all. Oh my gosh. You don't have posture issues or issues with the core or strength anywhere. I mean, you're just like anatomically a specimen. Yeah, that's why I'm here. So I can help share some of that with everybody. I'm excited to hear more of what you're going to (laughs) share. So friend, I think you're really going to learn a lot, which hopefully will translate into a body that feels a lot better too. So the best place to start is fixing your posture. So today I want to teach some things to think about with your posture, what to do, what not to do when it comes to your posture. So What is posture? I know that when we think of posture, and I have said that word like probably five times now, and probably every time I've said the word posture, you sit up a little straighter and pull your shoulders back. Well, of course. I mean, that's kind of what we think of with good posture. We think we have a tendency to think it's essentially just not slumping, which is true. It's true. But posture, it's so much more than that. Proper joint 
alignment. And this is where I, I start to get a little technical and you have to bear with me is like I, I get I kind of nerd out on this stuff a little bit. All right, I'll just sit back and listen with the listeners. <laughs> so posture is proper joint alignment, which is going to lead to good structural health. So how many joints do you think that you've got in your body, Scott? Well, I can't guess now because I just cheated just off of the cheated. show notes. 350. You've got around 350 joints in your body. That's way more than I would have expected. My what guess probably guess? would have been around 100. Yeah. So there's a lot. And a joint is basically where two or more different bones are coming together. So your joints could be designed to hinge like a knee. Your knee is a hinge joint. It kind of just opens and shuts in one motion. Um, a joint could be designed to rotate like your hip, your ball and socket joint. It kind of rotates in a, in a rotational motion. A joint could be designed to glide. Actually, your shoulder blade glides. It moves up, it moves down, it goes in, out, um, but it doesn't like hinge like you would think your knee does, right? Um, joints are also designed to just stabilize and not actually move very much, like your SI joint or the lumbar joints. And Scott, I know for you, you experienced a couple weeks ago what it feels like when your SI joint does move too much. Yeah, I didn't even know I had a joint there and unfortunately learned the hard way. Yeah, you're not supposed to know you have a joint there at your SI. So SI joint, that's where your pelvis meets your sacrum, kind of at the base of your back, off to the side. So those are just all the different types of joints you have across your body. Um, and your soft tissues, these are all the things that are not bones. So these are your ligaments, your tendons, your cartilage, the muscle tissues. These are kind of all holding those joints together and helping them do their job properly. So when a particular joint is sitting neutral, it means it's not flexed or it's extended or rotated. It's just kind of sitting where it's just kind of in a neutral position. And when it's neutral, you've got good posture at that joint. Okay, and when all of your joints have the ability to move the way they were designed to move, but then re return and rest into neutral, that is good posture and that's what leads to optimal body functioning. Okay, sounds easy enough. Yeah, so I mean, if you think about it, when you're sitting in your chair and you're feeling kind of slumped, what's going on there, what you are experiencing as poor posture is actually your spinal joints or the joints down your backbone, they're not sitting neutral. They're actually flexed. So if you sit up straight, what feels like good posture, now you're actually putting your joints back to neutral. Sometimes we can overcompensate and like lean backwards and that's past neutral and that's not good posture e either. So when you think about the joints and the fact that they all need to be at neutral, that's what is actually true good posture. Now, something to keep in mind is that all of our anatomy, our human anatomy is, is all different. So, I mean, humans, we all have the same basic structure, obviously, in bone shape. Like, my femur bone looks the same as your femur bone just in general. But they're different lengths. There's different, like, notches on them. There's different, like, shapes to them. They're not all perfectly identical. And so we're also vastly, we're, we're differently created. And so what's neutral for one person 
might not actually be neutral for another person. So this is where it gets a little tricky as a trainer when I'm trying to help someone find good alignment. I have to look at their individual joints and try to determine like, are they actually in neutral right now? Like what is their true anatomy telling me? Now, Scott, I know that you're a perfect anatomical specimen, so your neutral <laughs> is pretty easy to spot. It's, it's just like straight. You're yeah, just it's there. just the way I am all the time. You're just like picture perfect posture alignment picture perfect pod now we're getting really <laughs> we're getting off the rails <laughs> but i actually have a, a client where her shin bones or her tibia they're actually rotated a little bit just naturally her anatomy makes it so that her shin bone is rotated outward just a touch so when she's standing neutral it makes it look like her feet are turned out and that's neutral for her because her shin bone is rotated and because of that, her feet are then rotated. So if I were to have her set up for a squat and force her to have her feet perfectly straight, that would actually be pulling her out of neutral, her neutral, and it would not be good posture for her. So everybody's just a little differently, a little different. And unfortunately, Scott, it's pretty rare to have someone that has perfectly neutral alignment. In in fact, it doesn't really exist. Nobody's perfectly symmetrical. I'm sorry. Oh, my dreams are crushed. <laughs> All right. Now, why does posture matter? Let me ask you, Scott. Why do you think posture actually matters? Well, because if your body is set in a neutral position, it just causes less strain on your body. Yeah, totally. And... I mean, that kind of sums it up in a nutshell. If it's working neutral, you're, or if it can sit neutral, you're going to have optimal movement through your body. Your body's going to be able to move the way it was designed to, and you're going to be able to, to operate and move with far less pain. Without good neutral alignment, compensation patterns get created. One muscle can start to get shorter and tighter, and it's forced to overwork while the opposite muscle gets too long or loose or weak. And this happens through our shoulders, like kind of where we think of our poor posture originating from. So when we're always sitting out of neutral alignment, the, sh the muscles across your chest start to get shorter and tighter and they're overworking now. And then the opposite muscles, the muscles across your back that work to pull your shoulders back, they just get long and loose and weak. And pretty soon you end up with pain. You end up with back pain, you end up with shoulder pain. So if you wanna avoid unnecessary pain and have your body work its absolute best, then good posture matters. It's not just about, oh, you look, you look good and you're sitting up straight. No, your body is going to function best if it has good posture. And I think that's a really important thing to remember because when I hear the word posture, all I think about are the old movies with the etiquette teacher mm -hmm. and the young lady who's sitting and has to have a dinner plate on top of her head perfectly still while she's sitting there. And so I think that posture to us a lot of times comes back to that and that thought of being prim and proper, not necessarily being healthy. Totally. And I mean, there was something to that of like, yes, it is good and important to sit up straight and have good posture, but there was more, there's a bigger reason than just having good manners. 
Hey friend, I wanted to cut in here real quick and ask you a quick question. Do you struggle with motivation to get workouts done, maybe even to eat healthy? Do you struggle to stay consistent with those habits? Maybe you always feel like every day you need accountability. You need someone checking in on you. You need someone asking you if you're showing up and doing the work. Well, I'm excited to tell you that I've created something brand new that's gonna help you completely jumpstart your healthy habits and help you finally get consistent in less than 15 minutes a day. In fact, I just finished guiding a beta group through this program and over 70% of the participants completed every single day. Every day of 30 days, they showed up and did the work. That's unheard of with a fitness and nutrition program. Let me tell you about one of my students, Amanda, who used to do every workout video out there and go spend an hour at the gym, but she had totally lost all of her drive and motivation when she had her baby. Getting to the gym became impossible. She needed something simple and doable that she could do at home, something that fit into her busy schedule as a mom of a 10-month-old and a hairdresser that worked outside the home. Well, with Jumpstart 30, she was able to complete every single day of this program, and she told me that she now has more energy. She can literally feel that her body is healthier. She's feeling her muscles now for the first time in years, and she even lost a couple pounds. What? Look, I know it's no secret that a lot of us trainers are in great shape and are really healthy, but the real secret is that we're not spending hours and hours in the gym or the kitchen. In fact, the healthiest and most fit moms know how to consistently implement a little bit at a time day after day. And so it doesn't matter if you're a crazy busy mom juggling homeschooling seven kids or volunteering at church or driving all over tarnation and you feel like you barely have any extra minutes in your day. You can get stronger, healthier, and feel better without sacrificing a bunch of your precious minutes. Join the Jumpstart 30 program and I will hold your hand for 30 days. I will teach you how to finally be consistent with both your food choices and your exercise in less than 15 minutes a day. Let me teach you how you can be consistent even as the busiest mom. And it's so freeing to know that these small, easy tasks every day are actually making a difference without ever needing to become obsessed about a diet or spend an hour a day on a workout program. We're gonna start the program on January 4th. Perfect timing, right? Perfect for the new year, but registration is open now. To register and get yourself geared up, head on over to vigeofit.com backslash jumpstart. That's V-I-G-E-O fit.com backslash jumpstart. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes too. Because actually good posture is so much more than just sitting up straight. And it's so much more than just pulling your shoulders back. So there, it comes back to those joints and getting your joints to sit with good alignment. And you've got some big ones that matter. The pelvis and all the connecting joints into that pelvis. It kind of all starts with the pelvis. We always think about posture starts, like good posture starts with your shoulders but it's actually good posture begins at your pelvis. And it's so important that your pelvis is not tilting in any direction. And a lot of back pain actually stems from a pelvis that tilts forward or slumps under. And that either causes your low back vertebra or the, um, those joints at your low back segments to arch or 
flex excessively. So those are now forced out of good posture because of your pelvis is tilted. So your pelvic posture really determines how your back feels in the posture of your back. So that's why it really all starts with the pelvis. So wherever you're at right now, however you're sitting, try to like tuck your tail under and then try to arch your tail out to this out behind you kind of rounding and arching and you can see what effect that has on your low back and kind of all the way up the chain and what that does to your shoulders and so it really all starts at that pelvis and then the rib cage when have you ever thought about your rib cage as being part of the equation for good posture do you ever think about your rib cage scott uh no not related to posture not related to anything no it's frequently overlooked, but there's actually a lot of joints in your rib cage. If you think about how many connections there are with each individual rib, there's a lot of joints there. And if any of them are kind of off, it's not good. And frequently with our posture, because we're overlooking our rib cage, we tend to have a rib cage that's either flared out, especially if you're trying to sit up really tall, you kind of flare out and puff your chest up and that flares the rib cage out, or that rib cage is kind of like shifted to the side. So having a rib cage that's sitting neutral is really important. And then from there, we can move up to the shoulder blades. So those big like triangle, triangular pieces on your back, your shoulder blades, these are like, and this is where I nerd out, <laughs> your shoulder blades are like the pelvis of your shoulder joints. I know, it's weird. So your pelvis is kind of like this anchor point for your legs. Your shoulder blades can are kind of like the anchor point for your shoulders. And what your shoulder blades do, your arms do. And they're really, really, really important. Your shoulder blades should have the ability to glide across your rib cage freely and in all directions, but then they should be able to rest in a, in a position that's drawn low and toward the spine. You shouldn't be jamming your shoulder blades together kind of at your low back. They should be able to rest and stay there on their own kind of neutrally. And wherever your shoulder blades are at, it kind of determines where your shoulders are at. And your shoulders are much easier to fix once your pelvis and your rib cage and your shoulder blades are doing what they should do. So how often are we thinking about like the shoulders, but like the pelvis is not doing what it should do, or your rib cage is flaring out or shifted to the side, or your shoulder blades are like arched forward. It doesn't matter at that point how, how much you try to fix your shoulders when everything else isn't doing what it's doing. Um, so one thing that can be helpful with the shoulders themselves, once you have everything else kind of in good alignment is to think about rolling the heads of your shoulders backwards, kind of rolling them open and down and letting them just kind of sit there neutrally. So one thing I'm going to come back to at the end of this episode, I want to teach you a couple exercises that you can do today to kind of help work on your posture but a lot of them are actually thoracic spine openers. So your thoracic spine is the segment of your backbone that kind of goes from like where your bra strap is to the base of your neck. Um, and so that's kind of like your thoracic spine section and so much upper body and trunk posture is determined by this section of your spine. So yes, your pelvis 
is important and your rib cage is important and your shoulder blades and your shoulder girdle is important, but this thoracic spine is really important too. And if you have a mid to upper back, that kind of section, that T-spine section, that thoracic spine section of your back that can flex and extend and rotate freely, then generally your pelvis, your rib cage, your shoulder blades, your shoulders are all going to have an easier time sitting where they should. So it's all connected, I guess is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Everything is connected. It is. It makes me think of that childhood song that we all learn, you know, the knee bones connected Mm -hmm. to the shin bone. That's what I think of as you're walking through this is that we might feel the pain in one place or think that it's coming from a particular area, but at the end of the day, it's actually a misalignment somewhere else. Absolutely. For sure. And then, I mean, posture goes down the body too. It goes down into the knees and the feet and the hips. And I mean, it's not just your shoulders. It's not just your trunk. If you've got feet that are rolling inward, it's going to make your knees roll inward and everything's going to kind of roll inward or vice versa. If everything rolls open and rolls outward, that's not good alignment either. And so essentially what I really want you to understand is that proper posture is just proper alignment. It's a joint that's lining up with the other joints around it the way it's supposed to be and can sit there neutral without having to work for it. So that's good posture. So knowing how to breathe properly actually really matters when it comes to your posture. Take a deep breath right now. So take a big deep breath in and then exhale it out and kind of take note of where what muscles felt like they were working and what what bones felt like they were moving moving when you were breathing if you are breathing using the muscles of your upper rib cage it's going to end up creating really tight neck and shoulder muscles and often i will talk to clients that have tense necks like no tomorrow or upper back muscles that are so tense and often the problem is that they are not breathing correctly could be from stress it could be the fact that they are shallow breathing up in their neck because they're stressed out and that's kind of that fight or flight response but try breathing so take a big deep inhale scott you can inhale so do a big deep inhale and then exhale and try to breathe lower, like into your rib cage, like lower rib cage, like your lowest ribs. I'm breathing into my belly. Yeah. So now we're actually firing up your diaphragm and we're taking that tension out of your shoulders and your neck. And now your posture is having a much easier time sitting where it needs to sit. So that's something that you can practice is try only expanding your lower ribs when you inhale And then when you exhale, see if you can get these lower ribs to compress closer to your pelvis. This is a really good trick. So inhale again and only expand your lower ribs. And then exhale and get your lower ribs to kind of drop and get closer to where your hip bones are. Scott's squinting at me. What are you feeling? What do you think? I feel like you should keep your ribs just steady eddy. Shouldn't it all be from the diaphragm? Not to argue with you on your own podcast, but 
It feels like all the breathing should just happen while your ribs are steady. So actually good breathing, your ribs do expand and contract a little bit. Those are your, you've got muscles between each rib that helps it open. And as your cage expands, it does help draw air into your lungs along with your diaphragm. So there is going to be some movement there with your ribs. It's just where is the majority of that movement happening? Um, think about like if you're breathing really, really, really heavy and hard, like a really hard workout, probably your entire rib cage is going to feel like it's expanding and contracting really, really hard all over. And sometimes you'll even feel like that rib cage goes up and down, right? Like you, you kind of like lift up and down, but what does yours not do that? No, I'm just thinking when I'm in the middle of a really hard workout, I'm just trying to get oxygen into my lungs. I'm yeah. not thinking about what my ribs are doing. Totally. And and that's really what you should be doing is not really worrying about positioning necessarily, but your body's naturally going to want to do what it needs to do to get as much oxygen in. But when you are just relaxed, it should be very minimal movement through the rib cage, but just those lower ribs should be the only things expanding because that is right where your diaphragm is. They sit directly internally to those lower ribs. So if you can pay attention to those ribs, like those lower two ribs expanding, and then as they contract, it feels like they kind of drop down towards your hip bones then you're going to get some better posture alignment through your rib cage and it's going to affect other things too. Now we have just a, a better idea of what good posture is. So here's some ways to achieve good posture. So here's what to do and then what not to do. So first of all, what should you do? I want you to practice movements that create better body awareness and control. Just like we were just doing with the breathing, just sitting there and kind of like tuning into where your body is and where each segment is and learning more awareness or kind of bringing your attention to different body parts. And take each joint maybe and move it in its full ranges of motion and just get a sense for where it's at and how to control it. So start with that breathing, try pelvic tilting. A great way to do this is laying on your back. Try like, in a, like you're getting ready to do a bridge. So lay on your back with your feet planted tuck your tail under and then arch your tail down. So you're kind of making a big giant arch at your low back and then you're removing that arch and just getting a sense for how to control your pelvis is so, so important for that pelvis posture. So you try that. And I know Scott, with a lot of the yoga that you like to do, there's a lot of that pel pelvic tilting and a lot of the coaching I do too. We do a lot of pelvic tilting. Yeah, I think just going through this whole posture thing is making me think about all the little things you do while practicing yoga that mm -hmm. do these things without you really thinking about it. Yeah, totally. And another thing with the shoulders, try this. So take your arm and extend it straight out in front of you and create like a punch. And of course, like I am sitting directly in front of Scott. So he's like punching me right now. So your hand is in a fist like a punch. Your arm is out in front of you. Push your arm forward. So Scott, like push towards me. Yep. And then pull your shoulder blade back. So you're kind of like pulling your arm back into the socket and kind of move in like this rolling punching motion. And what you're doing there is actually, <laughs> stop, don't actually punch me. What you're doing there is actually bringing more awareness to your shoulder blade. 
and where your shoulder blade, how it moves, how it retracts, how it protracts or pushes forward, kind of that pushing motion, that punching, um, just bringing more awareness to your shoulder blade is so, so important. So that's the first thing with if you want to work on good posture is just create some more awareness about these big joints and then try to practice those things in as many positions as possible. Try them sitting, try them standing, try it walking, try it lying down. Um, I know throughout the entire jumpstart programs I go, I take people on like these walking sessions where they follow along with me as I go on a walk on a video and I teach posture as we go on that walk. So it's really, really valuable to try the posture things while we're walking. So think about that in all these different postures throughout the day and then try to self-correct yourself throughout the day. I do this a lot by the end of the day when my body's just kind of fatigued and wants to like break down, especially um, like doing the dishes, my default is to actually arch my pelvis or arch my tail out behind me and get like this big pelvic tilt and create a really arched low back. And so I have to constantly check in with myself and like tuck my tail down just a little bit, find that neutral, and that usually relieves a lot of tension through my low back. So constantly checking in and trying to self-correct throughout the day with all those different pieces. And I know a big one for me is when I'm sitting in front of the computer, which I spend a ton of my day doing. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for me to slowly lean and fold and be closer to the computer as I'm reading or concentrating on something. And before you know it, I'm almost curled over towards the computer without even thinking about it. So trying to self-correct throughout the day, just being more aware of when that's happening to your body is really helpful. And then the things that kind of help hold you in neutral. So if you've got tight muscle groups, like let's say your hip flexors are really tight or your chest, like your pecs and your lats are really tight, it's going to pull you out of alignment. So stretching those really tight muscle groups is going to be really important for you. Stretching them regularly. And then strengthening the loose ones, the ones that have gotten deactivated or they're not helping hold your posture into good movement or into good neutral. So strengthening, usually it's like your glutes that need a lot of strengthening that's going to help hold your pelvis in good posture. Strengthening your low traps and your rhomboids, the muscles that are kind of in the middle back That's really, really important for holding your shoulder blades into good posture. Strengthening your core muscles, getting that good breathing mechanic going that actually fires up your core muscles really well and having a really strong core helps hold you in good posture. So it's not just about like squeezing your shoulder blades together all day long. It's stretching out the things that are pulling you out of an out of neutral alignment and strengthening the things that are going to help hold you in neutral alignment. Well, I think about it. I hate to keep bringing this back to yoga, but yoga has been a huge thing for me over the last few years with my posture and just yeah. being more comfortable and getting rid of pain. And one of the things I always think of is, you know, a lot of times you'll start in a standing position and then it will have you do some stretches. And then as you come back out of those and get into mountain pose, it's amazing how much more open and straight and neutral and how everything just becomes that way just by moving it and stretching it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's the combination of stretching, going through the movement, but then also pairing that up with good strengthening to help hold you there. It's interesting. I've had some conversations with clients lately where I've had them do maybe my strong hips and core program or just going through the coaching program or even just jumpstart. They're like, you know, I used to have to go see my chiropractor like every week. Because I was constantly, I would have a joint that would come out of alignment. Basically, that's what was going on. Usually when you need to go see a chiropractor, you have a joint that has left neutral and it needs to be pushed back into neutral. But the problem with that is usually there was something, a tight spot that was pulling it out of neutral and another area that was weak that was not keeping it into neutral. So, so many times when I get people on a really good functional strength training routine they're like oh all the tight spots are loosening up and all the weak spots are getting stronger and i just i don't need to see my chiropractor anymore (laughs) it's kind of amazing but it makes sense so those are all things that are really important to do to achieve good posture now what should you not do and i was kind of giggling as i was thinking about this one Don't rely on external gadgets or gimmicks to fix your posture. (laughs) Oh, have you seen these things? You know, like the little posture correctors where um, it's almost like a strap that you put around your upper back that like squeezes your shoulder blades together, like hold your back. (laughs) It doesn't work in the long run. Like you might get a little bit of relief, but that's not the root of the problem. Once again, if all you're doing is just trying to squeeze your shoulder blades together, you're missing so much of what good posture is. And yeah, don't rely on gimmicks to make it happen. Yeah, it might make you sit up straighter, but it's also going to mess with your muscles. You're not going to feel any better. Yeah, not good. And kind of along those lines, another thing to not do is to just squeeze your shoulder blades together while you completely ignore your pelvis and rib cage. Try it right now. Squeeze your shoulder blades together as hard as you can. Look what happens to your low back when you do that. Look where your rib cage ended up. I bet your rib cage flared way out in front of you. You have like this really big flared open rib cage and your low back is probably arched. It's arch city over here. Arch city. Not good at all. That's not good posture. So if that's all you're thinking about with good posture, you are messing everything up. So don't just... Do that and don't allow your body to keep getting short and tight in all the wrong areas and then long and weak in all the wrong areas too. So in other words, stop ignoring your posture and just assume that your body is going to feel fine because if you're not taking care of your good posture, it's going to start hurting at some point and that's not going to, that's not going to feel good. Okay. So a couple of stretches that I want you to try today. I'm going to leave you with some like actual tangible things that you can go do. One of my favorite stretches for practicing good posture and kind of that rib cage connection is the broomstick stretch. And I actually have a long pole that I use for this that if I can usually locate it or try to keep the boys away from it, <laughs> it usually disappears as like a lightsaber. Or yeah, something. it makes a good sword. It's a good sword. It's a good lightsaber. Okay, so just take a broomstick and place your hands on it, like grab it. Put your hands on it, but have your hands pretty far apart, like maybe three or four feet apart. And then keep your keeping your elbows really straight. So have the broomstick starting at about like hip level. And then keeping your arms straight, start to move it in a big circle up overhead. 
And at some point, as that broomstick starts to go up behind your head, you're gonna hit a sticky spot. You're gonna hit a spot where it's tight and you feel like you kinda have to push past it to get that broomstick to go all the way behind you. So if you have your hands too close together, you're not gonna get past that sticky spot. If you have them too far apart, you're not gonna feel it at all. So find the width on that broomstick where you get that sticky spot, but you can get past it too. Now, here's how we can take this stretch a little bit further. Get to that sticky spot. It's probably a little bit back behind your head. Pause there and exhale. Like hold that position just for a second and exhale. And you're gonna feel like we felt earlier, your lower ribs expand, like dropping, and then continue around that rotation and then bring the dowel all the way back in front of your hips and do that about five times. So go up with the broomstick, find the sticky spot, stop and exhale, getting your rib cage to drop, and then bring it all the way back around by your bum and then swing it back around. So if you practice that every day, it's amazing what that does for expanding your shoulders and actually your rib cage. Um, another one that I would recommend doing is just a good proper hip flexor stretch. So setting one knee down on the floor, like in a proposal position, like a half kneeling position. Proposal position? I say that all the time. Do you not hear me saying that? Never heard you say that. Well, you can picture exactly what that is. When I say half kneeling, somebody's like, what's half kneeling? But when I say proposal position, boom, you know exactly what I mean, right? I do. You got one knee down. Did you get down on one knee when you said, when you asked me to marry you? I did. You did. That was good. So you were in the half kneeling position. You were doing a chopping lift at the time. I was also grabbing your wrong hand to try to put That's the ring true. on too. So. <laughs> that is true. Okay, half kneeling position. Get down like you're starting to propose. Get your pelvis fixed. Okay, so tuck your tail down. That's important here because if your pelvis tilts forward and you arch at the low back, you're not going to get a good hip flexor stretch. You actually have to tuck your tail down and then press forward a little bit and you're gonna get a really, really good hip flexor stretch. So if you can stretch your hip flexors every day, it's gonna make it so that your pelvis can sit neutrally on its own much easier. And then if you can do that broomstick stretch every day, it's gonna kind of fix your upper half. So if there were only two exercises, I would say do these two to fix your posture, it would be these two. So make them happen. Are you going to do them today, Scott? Right after this podcast. Right. Yeah, I bet you are. No, wait. You're like perfectly anatomically correct. Yeah, I don't have to worry about this. You don't need to do it at all. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, friend. Well, hopefully you learned so much about good posture and feel equipped to get all your joints in good alignment and feel your absolute best. Make sure to come back next week. We're going to talk all about proper core training, how to fix your core. You are not going to want to miss that. And so until then, we'll talk to you later.